Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb. The man sitting next to me who once accused me of having special music to cook green chili to is Doug. Hello. Uh, well, I was in the park today, like I always do. Unfortunately, since it's Saturday, it's full of dog walkers and people with babies. However, there was this one woman who had this baby that was dressed exactly like the kid in the labyrinth. <laughs> he had the little red and white striped jumpsuit on. And I'm like, watch out now. The Goblin King's going to come and kidnap you. Or, she didn't think I was funny. Or you found Waldo way before he was lost. Oh, he's kind of ginger, so I don't know if that would work. Waldo's not ginger. How do you know he always wears a hat? No, he's got dark hair. He's got kind of the, the emo bangs sticking out. He does? Yeah. Waldo has dark hair. I guess I never really thought about what Waldo looks at outside of the shirt. And that damn pike he's got. He's got a pike. And the glasses? Yeah, but doesn't he always have like a walking yeah, it's a, flag? Yeah, a, a cane or a walking stick <laughs> or something. Don't they make a joke about that on 30 Rock about he's like, we haven't been in this much trouble since Waldo visited the barbershop, fa- I mean, I the barber pole factory. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have been Community. That sounds like a Troy thing to say. I'm not 100% sure. I have been watching a lot of Community lately. I am very happy they got picked up for a season five. And I absolutely loved the Freaky Friday episode in season four. You know that was written by Jim Rash? Really? Yep. But no, I loved it. I like that the guy who wrote that episode is the guy who uh, won the Oscar for uh, ad- adaptation of uh, The Descendants. I actually have not seen The Descendants. Uh, it's depressingly good. Okay, in what way? I mean, like, uh, well, the Requiem whole... for a Dream depressingly good? No, oh, no, that's much more vis. I mean, like Aronofsky, Aronofsky's always been so visceral. Like, like shame depressingly good? No, but like, um... Well, I mean, the whole movie's about, like, the guy, like, trying to reconnect with like people like after his wife dies like it's just like Philadelphia depressing Ooh. yeah no, Philadelphia, Philadelphia where they make like, AIDS Philadelphia oh now I'm sad Tom Hanks really isn't dead it's okay I realize that but still it's just one of those he went like, to oh. space which is really impressive for a gay guy I love it. I was going to say, I would love if you just played a bit where you just thought Tom Hanks was the same person in every movie. It's just like one guy doing all that That stuff. astronaut, like, cured AIDS. And then got shipwrecked. And oh, made friends man. with a volleyball. Well, but you know, he had been shipwrecked previous to that, and his luggage saved him, so that's okay. I'm glad he survived the brain cloud. What unfortunate medical after, history he has. I was going to say, is that after he uh, escaped the burbs with his murderous horrid next-door neighbors? Yes, with his bosom buddy. Oh, you went straight bosom buddies. I did yeah. go straight bosom buddies. Ah, bosom buddies. What? How? How can that be a hit show? It wasn't. Yes, but people still remember it. Do they just remember it because of Tom Hanks, or did? It yeah, make, and uh, did it make it more? What than is one his season? name? Uh, Cavallari, who went on to replace um, Rick Moranis and everything that ended with um, "I blew up the kids" or "No, I sold the kids." The Slavery Ring or Honey, whatever. Honey, I Shrank the Kids was the first one. For that. I know. And then I think the follow-up was Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Which, nowadays, would be a completely different movie. Ooh. Yeah. I like Rick Moranis. What is he even doing now? I don't know. It's like Gutenberg. What happened to him? Are they just, like, hanging... Are have you watched roommates? Party Down yet? No, I have not watched Party Down yet. I've okay. been very busy this week. I'm sorry. Okay. He can't... He, he, I told you he pops up on that. Gutenberg? Yeah. Moranis. Uh, uh, Gutenberg. Like As think, himself. I like to think that they're roommates somewhere. Steve Moran- I was gonna Rick say Moranis, Moranis and Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. No, Rick Moranis would be um, roommates with uh, Dave Thomas, right? Weren't they the brothers? It's more the fact that they're both 
really well-known actress that used to command a pretty high-paying. I was going to say high-paying. Rick Moranis was not a was not a was not a get. <laughs> Come on. Little Shop of Horrors. Ghostbusters two. I was going to say Ghostbusters two instead of Ghostbusters one. I was going to leave that one alone, but you and I have also been obsessed. With he was sequels he was lately. He was the Joe Pesci of what Joe Pesci is to uh, Lethal Weapon. Rick Moranis is to Ghostbusters. No, I want to watch Ghostbusters. No, I want to watch Lethal Weapon. I'm on a Shane Black kick. I'm going to be on a Shane Black kick after seeing uh, Iron Man 3. Well, I told you I've been watching Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a lot lately. You'll love Iron Man 3. No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, however, you know, it's been making me want to reread a lot of the old uh, Dashiell Hammett novels. You know, The Thin Man and all of that. And whenever I do that, I unfortunately develop a weird vernacular for a while. I actually do say I'm going I, to get good and tight whenever I head off to get a drink. Euphemism. Um, going to get good and tight. Yeah, no, it, it like I said... Off it, of two fingers of scotch? Two fingers of granddad? Two fingers of Jameson, but still. Well, that's not what they say in the books. No, no, but I mean, I've had all of the expensive scotches. Kind of done with scotches. The only scotches I like are way too expensive for me to justify paying for. So. Glen Gooley Blue? I'm actually a big fan of Glen Ranchy Signet, which, depending, is anywhere between 28 and $35 a shot, $35 a drink. I'm sure my liver would love it, but my wallet doesn't. Well, you know, I did work at an Irish place, and I got to go to the scotch tastings and know the big collection of scotches, and like I said, I've had the good scotches. I've had them for freezies, which is when they taste even better. For freezies? like that? I do. I say that a lot now, unfortunately. I say no judges. No judges. No judges. I I don't think the only the only good thing that come out of the movie what to expect when you're expecting or whatever that is. Why were you watching that? Rob Hubel was in it, and Tom Lennon and, and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Deal breaker. Nah. I just love the. It's the, like I can watch the cell, but only if I turn the sound off. The which one? The cell. Oh God! I saw that in theaters. Well, that's because it's visually phenomenal. It was that. That was uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio, right? Mm-hmm, I believe so. I think and that Vince was one Vaughn. Of, I think that was one of his first attempts. No, he was in. Was that before or after Ben in Black? I want to say after, but I can't promise that that's right. Yeah, I don't know. In my head, it's after Men in Black. Yeah. But like I said, it's the cell. It's one of those things where it's visually fantastic, but the storyline and most of the acting, although I believe Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, too. Is he? I think he plays the bad guy. It's been a while since I've The idealized it. version of D'Onofrio? Possibly. Like, in his brain? Yes. I might be... I was going to say, I might no, be... No, that goes shit. ripped. Might be... See, now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Oh, the sound great, off. Great, I just talked myself into watching The Cell again. I'm trying to talk you out of it. You can just IMDb that shit. But I don't just want to look it up. I want to know. Yeah, well, but then so you have like to watch I said, it again. It was, it was very visually, uh, I was going oh, to yeah. say, inspiring and very visually stunning. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, yeah. That's about the best way I can put it. Well, that's the most polite way I can put it. It was horrible. Fine. Um... Yeah, this one's gonna be a lot about movies since we're watching. Well, what are you watching? Because I gave you that big pile of stuff to watch. I, 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 I hate to admit it, I've been watching Forty Old Virgin a lot lately, but that's because I haven't really had time to do anything else. So I need a movie I can pop in and out of. Now, why do you hate? Now, why do you? Why do you hate saying that? 
It's not a movie. Yeah, but I mean, when I say I've been watching 40-Year-Old Virgin a lot lately, that makes it sound like I've been watching it over and over again, which is not necessarily true. I've just been watching chunks of it, because like I said, I haven't had a lot of time. Well, you're on a Jane Lynch thing, right? I am on a Jane Lynch thing. So. I am um, on it. I'm on a big Jane Lynch kick. Because I've been watching. Lot of Glee? No. I was going to say, because I've been <laughs> not watching. Not a Because before that, I've been watching Wreck-It Ralph, and she's awesome Oh, yeah. Oh, that whole movie's great. Though, oh, it's funny that you bring up Wreck-It Ralph because I've been watching uh, Django, and there are a lot of similarities between that and Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember them saying the N-word in Wreck-It Ralph. That's subtle. No, um, the the fact that uh, both bad guys are named uh, Candy or have Candy-based, um, and that they're holding um, like a person hostage. Fair enough. And that, you know, the character is like, you know, kind of the, the underdog... You know, searching for uh, affirmation uh, and a personal relationship. Uh, once again, while fighting someone who's like has a candy-based name. It, yeah. So you have like Ralph Unchained or Regit Django. This would follow Quentin Tarantino's pattern of stealing other people's ideas. He doesn't steal other people's ideas. He does like these sweeping homages to things. And then puts his unique spin on him. Like, I'm not going to say that, you know, Inglorious Bastards wasn't inspired by, you know, Steve McQueen movies, but it was his spin on that. I want to watch The that. Great Escape. Damn it. Spoiler alert, he doesn't escape. There's, there's Steve McQueen riding a motorcycle across occupied enemy territory with everybody else is going through some shit. Yeah, but no one remembers that he dies at the end of that movie. Spoiler there's a moratorium on this. It's got to be at least 30 years old, right? Yeah, also, 40. Steve McQueen's dead. So, yeah. Yeah, but Lester Burnham died, and I still wouldn't spoil it on um, American Beauty. You know, I think that I might actually have to ban you from saying spoiler. Sorry. Because I think you've said it four times already. Oh. Now we'll all sit in silence for a minute so you can think about what you've done. In memoriam of spoiler. Sad that I, I'm sad that I don't have a slideshow set up. <laughs> of how many times I've said it. It would be, you know, heartfelt music in the background. Okay, I'll try to rein it in. Oh, no, I'm only teasing you. I'm sure I have many things that are repeat way too often. Um, we are all guilty of that in some way. I just realized that both of the movies I've watched lately end in O, Argo, oh, and Django. Django. Well, I guess well, Django Unchained. But still, I mean, no one says Unchained. I, I, Which is weird, because Django me. is an actual movie. Really? Yeah, it's with um, Russ Tamblin, who... No, not Russ Tamblin. Um, uh, I want to say Federico Nero. Um, and he ends up um, cameoing in Django Unchained. Huh. Um, it's the guy um, where uh, he... They're at the... Uh, how about this without sounding horrible... They're, they're at the, the when you first meet um, the Caprio's character and they're watching a fight. Oh, when they're at the. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say at the. The fight. <laughs> We're not saying the terms, but they're at a fight between two African Americans, and um, uh, the guy looks at uh, at Jamie Fox and says, "What's your name, Django? Can you spell it?" D. Yeah, and he goes, "The D is silent." And the guy goes, "I know." 
The guy that says that? Oh, that's, that's, he was in, he was the original Django. Okay. From, um, I think it was like an old Spaghetti Western. So, but weirdly, Russ Tamblin is in Django Unchained as well. Hmm. Which I'll always that's, remember him that's from. That's Tarantino, that's not particularly surprising. Russ Tamblin? What else was oh, he meant, in? I was going to say, I meant the odd cameos. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because, and Russ Tamblin I know from, um, Twin Peaks. Ah, Twin Peaks. So and as for David Cross married his daughter. That's who he's married to. Amber Tamblin. Huh. I didn't yeah, she plays. Have you? Oh, I know who she is. I was gonna say. Yeah. I've seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, I was gonna go. Uh, Bad decisions of Todd Margaret. I could go House. What's her point? She's been in some stuff. She's been in stuff. I think I've only seen her in Todd Margaret though. Yeah, she had a pretty good uh, stretch on House. Did she? Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch House. Just didn't like it or not for you? Just not for me. I just don't... It was like, oh, you're medical Sherlock Holmes. Meh. Yeah, I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, as for Argo, you know, I read the book a while ago because uh, the girlfriend who she and I share a Nook account, so we have a shared library, is really into spy novels. So she had it on there. And like I said, I really enjoyed the book. I just, I have such a hard time watching anything I know Ben Affleck has been such a big part of. And I know it's something I should get over, but it's it's what's stopping me from watching you know, Argo. You never thought that you watch, you know, you watch Mallrats. No, he was in Clerks, wasn't he? Yeah, no. No, he was not in Clerks. He was in Clerks, too. He was in Mallrats, and he was in Chasing Amy. No, he wasn't in Chasing Amy. It was just... Yeah, he was. He was in Chasing Amy. He was the main character. Oh, well, not Amy, but no, what am I the thinking chaser. Of? I'm thinking of, yeah, Matt Damon. Okay. Well, he was in Dogma. Well, duh. Are you thinking Kevin Smith movies, or... I, I'm He's con- been in all of them, I think, except for Clerks. I'm confused. Continue on. Anyways. But, like, you know, you watch, like, you know, he likes to, you know, fuck him in someplace uncomfortable. And, um... I'm sure he's not that bad of a guy. It's well, just, to me, you just he's don't just think that he's Chad got... Bro douche. Yeah, but Chad Bro douche, you never would have thought he'd have two Oscars under his belt. Fair enough. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the screenwriting's one thing. You can be a douche and get a screenwriting Oscar, like, but to get, like, best picture? But Argo, and it's really fucking good. And like I said, I read the book, and I really enjoyed it. Although it was not incredibly well written. The book? Should have got a better ghostwriter. That's all I'm going to say. Did they win for best adaptation? I don't know. I don't either. I do not watch the Oscars. I think I only watched the opening because it was Seth MacFarlane. I wanted to see if he'd be any good or not. He was alright. Meh. Nothing will beat be Tina Fey and... Um, Amy Poehler. And Amy Poehler on, on the Golden Globes. No, yeah. Go- Golden Globes? Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not particularly up on my TV awards shows. For as much entertainment news as I read, not really great on that. Um, I'll track it, because sometimes there are just things that might have escaped my notice that pop up, pop up and I'll I go... I do like looking at whatever is nominated for Best Animated Short whenever they do the Oscars, because it's normally something that's foreign that I've never seen before. See, that's weird, because I'll watch it for documentaries. I'll give you that one, too. I do like a, a good, a well-done documentary. You know, I mean, uh, Hero Loves Sushi. Even um, listening to Kyle Kane, I want to watch The Bridge. Oh, 
Which, that sounded so depressing. Oh, I went to their website, and oh. the website is depressing. Like I said, don't get me wrong, it's something that I'd be interested in watching, but I might have to have, like, something happy set up afterwards. Like, my friend and I will look at profiles on Match.com and laugh like idiots again, like we did after we watched Shame. No, you need to go to, like, ChristianMingle.com. Those are a lot funnier because they're sincere. Go to J-Date. Look what's, at Over 40. What's J-Date? Really? Yeah. It's the Jewish equivalent of Christian Mingles. J-Date. J-Date? Yeah. They don't call it, like, Jew-Date? No, they call yeah. it J-Date. Oh, uh, what is their tagline? Are you looking for the chosen one? I don't know. I've never actually gone to the website. Oh. I'm totally going later. Should it be something about God's chosen people? I went to, I'll be honest, I went to after this most recent breakup, I actually did peruse a dating site. I don't um, think there's anything wrong with that. It's just one of those things where a lot of people don't think when they're working on their profile and the grammar and spelling mistakes and what you yeah, think that people need to know about now. It's like when you're writing, uh, I was going to say, when you're writing a, res- a resume, there are certain things that just immediately discount you for a job. And bad spelling and grammar is one of them. Sorry, done, you're out. Which is funny, because I'm a really terrible speller, but at least I know to get no. somebody to oh. proofread for me. My favorite, I, when I had to review um, resumes and job applications when I was managing a coffee shop, um, if you had a spelling error or a grammatical error, like, you're automatically out. I, you know, got the degree in English, so it was like, I'd grade you. And but I almost, I had to put one in a keep pile just to show people, because he had written in his experience in retail that he... Uh, had experience in stocking shelves and I knew what he meant but he had spelled stocking like S-T-A-L-K like, like he was stocking around? like yeah like taking pictures of shelves from the bushes and masturbating to them like I like laughed so hard and I felt so bad because I'm like I know what he means but and, you know and of course like I gather, like, the six employees. I'm like, you have to, like, look, he's stocking shelves. Um, that was probably one of the, the few grammar issues that I was like, okay, I almost want to hire you just to hear what you say. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know I'm a terrible speller, and I actually have terrible problems with autocorrect, too. So you sometimes get hilarious text messages from me. I, uh... Like I had... when we were texting about how Batman probably never wanted to kill anybody with a blade from a few You wrote Barman. It was autocorrect. I know, but the fact is I went, reread that. And I totally did, and my brain corrected it. And it no, your brain corrected something else in it. You didn't catch it, you had written Barman, you had caught a different predictive text error. I guess there were two of them, that I, the one I didn't catch. Well, I was in a hurry at work, but yeah, still. It was just oh, one of those things where, like I said, I was trying to write you about how Batman probably never thought about murdering anyone with a blade from a food processor. Which, by the way, now I got a spare food processor at work. You can. You got, can you, I'm sure you can throw blades. it. Which is funny because I was going to say, like, you could be like Batman. Well, or not. Blade. Because he had, like, the weird, like... Yeah, they, look like they look like Cuisinart blades. But they had three points I mean, on them. Cuisinart blades only have two. What, your food processors one have three, or...? No, no, the ones that Blade threw had three. No, they had two. Are you sure? Yep. Huh. I it wasn't out. like a glaive from Krull. Krull? Krull the Warrior King? Krull the Warrior King. Best name for a pet ever. Krull the Warrior King. By the way, if I ever meet Nick Krull, I'm gonna make that joke. Krull the Warrior King? 
I would automatically just be like, please talk like Chupacabra. Please. And then I'd ask him why he didn't reprise his role as the annoying German on Community Season 4. He got replaced by someone else that was like Will Forte or something, didn't he? Uh, it was nobody that I recognized, but it does not mean that they aren't well-known. I just didn't recognize Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's just he was so good in that role, and it was the way that he just did phrases with the fake German accent. He's Nick Kroll's. His show, it's funny, but it's not as funny as when he's riffing on a, on, on a podcast or on, in his stand-up. I need to get his DVD with the Spanish language track, which is just him dubbing it as Chupacabra. Is that really? Is that yeah. what he does? Yeah. Awesome. I don't know which I don't know which special it is though. I have no idea which DVD. I'll Excuse look it me. up. It's burped a little. Thank you, Red Bull. You burped a little. Well, I did. I just burped a little. I know, but we both had our, our morning Red Bulls. You had the blue creepy kind. I had the red oh one. blueberry Red Bull is awesome. This time, I took matters into my own hands and bought them for us, so you didn't get me the 20-ounce one that almost made my heart explode out of my chest. Almost. So you're okay. Fair enough. You remember when I used to pretty much thrive off of Red Bulls and cigarettes? No, you were... Well, I still pretty much live off of Jameson and Red Bull. No, there was, um... There's there's no blood in these veins, Doug. It's just, yeah, there's no the, blood in these veins. It used to be there was this little convenience store next to um, this place I worked... And they, I was making a disgusting amount of money working at this place. And uh, I would go, and they had Red Bulls for the two bucks. And I would go and buy, like, five of them. Um, and just spend, like, a flat ten bucks. And call it good. And Yeah, call it good, and that's what I would drink throughout my shift. Um, but as I got closer to the end of the shift, I'd be like, oh, shit, I still have two left. So I'd slam them. Oh, why wouldn't you just save them? It's not like they go bad. Oh, my God. Me running on, like, five Red Bulls is... A wonder to behold. I wouldn't necessarily call it a wonder. Um, you know what's interesting is that there was a book in that bookstore that I wanted for forever, and now I kind of think I should buy copies for both of us, and then one for my brother as a joke, and it was a copy of I'm Okay, You're Okay. The self-help book? The, the self-help book. God. And it was, up, be like it was like up on the display behind the counter with all the cigarettes forever. And oh, you brother, know they put that up front, right, to be on, like, on purpose. Oh, I know they did, but my brother said that was a sign of the apocalypse if somebody actually bought that book from that place. I'm okay, you're okay. No one was okay there. No one was okay at all. It was a coffee shop full of hipsters and, like, weird goth kids making chain mail in the corner. This is what you do before you can drink. I drink before I started going there. I just meant when you're, when you're in high school and you have to spend the hours hanging out at the coffee house... Yep. Where you think they won't card you for cigarettes? I never really had a problem with that, but I think I've looked about the same age forever. See, I you know started going bald right after high school, so I never. I've always looked older. What was my Combine phrase that with on this that? Voice. Oh, that's right. You aged out early, but you kind of stopped. Yeah, I've kind of plateaued in terms of like this weird slow progeria I'm going through. Pro, I have prolonged progeria. <laughs> um, where uh, I I don't uh, get like into my 80s really fast. I get into like my 40s and 50s. I think you're gonna look like probably about 35 for like probably the next 25 to 40 years. No, I think I'll hit like 40. Like I'll look when I like I'll I'll look 45, for, like for like 20 years. Yeah. Like with the with the with the balding, and. Um, 
well, and the much. prostate problems. Um, I don't think you that's not true. That. I don't. I don't really have that. I was gonna say because I mean that's the only thing that's really aging you is the receding hairline. Yeah, I had a friend's parents that were very nice. They were like, oh, you have a widow's peak. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I've got a receding hairline. Well, at least you don't try and do like the little kind of like mohawk thing. It's like at the front no, of the No, and I see, I see guys, I see guys with their, with, you know, trying to cover up bald spots and comb overs. And I'm just like, you know what? I own it. I'm bald. I look even more like David Cross now that I've shaved it down to, a, I've shaved a little mustache. Uh, yeah, but you've I, got I, actually kind of a Frank Zappa thing going on with your facial hair. A Frank's Frank Zappa. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, I, I, I only I have one say, song. I, I only I have one song by him in my iTunes. Like I said, I guess I could see kind of a Mark Maron thing going on. Too. I thought that yeah. only because I watched the new episode of Maron last night and went, "Oh, shit." Um, Meh. I can see myself growing into Mark Maron. That I can see. Yeah, I can see that easily, too, except just, for the fact that you hate cats so much. Yes. But just, if you if, if you took Jen Lawson... Huh? So I got her name right this time. Um, if you took Jen Lawson's, like, insecure anxiety and then combined it with, like... The bitterness of the Mark The bitterness Marin. of Mark Marin, like, you've got me in about ten hours. I mean, you know, like... I was going to say five years and five failed relationships, but okay. That was, uh... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, honey. It's okay. However, I wanted to circle back to something we were talking about earlier with the uh, the, the whole online profiles and resume mistakes. Uh-huh. So you read the chapter when Jenny has to work in HR. Yeah, the journal she keeps. Uh-huh. Some of the stories she has about the bad spellings or the, the keyboard that's not in alphabetical order. Yeah. I kind of want to take apart a keyboard and do that. Put it in alphabetical order? Yeah. But, I mean, keyboards are laid out the way they are for a specific reason. QWERTY? Yeah. I'm All the... What? Nothing. I just like that you know the, the name of the layout or the, the style or system or... QWERTY. That's that's a thing. Quidjibo. <laughs> Quidjibo. Oh, what is Quidjibo? Big, dumb, balding North American egg. Oh, no, right, right, right. Simpsons. Oh, God, tipper. that's super early Simpsons. I think it's like... First ep- no, like second episode of the first season, like after the Christmas special. Oh yeah, Quidjibo. Oh my god, I haven't thought of that in years. Well, the only reason I remember it is because uh, I was gonna say a thousand years ago, I was given a, a TV with a built-in DVD as a gift from my parents for some Christmas, and the first two DVDs I received were um, Hackers, nice. which I watched a lot, and the first uh, season of The Simpsons on DVD. Did you hear about um, Angelina Jolie? Mud had the breast cancer. Yeah, yeah, it's well, fucking it's not crazy. breast cancer, but you know what I mean. The the extreme that, breast cancer prevention. You know what? It's that's pretty, fucking crazy. I mean, it's, it's great, but but like my thing was, and I, this was real big on the internet as well, is how quiet they kept it. They're very guarded about their privacy, and this was a pretty intense personal medical issue. Well, I, but I mean, she made like appearances like a couple weeks after the initial surgery. Like it was not let on that she was. If you want to keep something, well, she's not sick. She's just trying to not get sick. But, you know, having like there a... There is recovery, but still. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, but they're followed by paparazzi constantly. I mean, and good on her, and it's a, you know, I, I commend her, and it's a inspiring story, but, like, blindsided by the news. I was going to say something asinine about Beyonce being pregnant again, but I'll keep it to myself. Is she? The rumors are getting fairly intense, but they have not confirmed it yet. 
Is this a real pregnancy or, or a fake one like the last one? The last one was not a fake pregnancy. The moon landing was more real than her pregnancy. Uh, God, I guess... You're an a-hole sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm an a-hole. You would never That was my Mark Marin moment right there. I am an asshole. You would never make it as a woman. I'm sorry, Doug. Well, now Angelina Jolie and I have like the same amount of boobs, so she probably had some reconstructive surgery. She did, yeah. That's pretty standard. Now she really does look like Laura Croft. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing: whenever I watch her in one of those movies, and they don't have her in a bra, or they have her in some kind of padded something, and she's moving and jiggling, all I can think is how uncomfortable that looks, and how she needs to wear a sports bra to tap that shit down. What was? uh, Yeah, but it's probably. Oh, I know, it's probably fake. Based on the uh, boob physics of um, the, game? the yeah. game. What was the, uh, there was a show called, um, it's on sci-fi called Tripping the Rift. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. It was like a CGI, like science fiction signed up and, you know. Um, and all of the characters' boobs, like, jiggled with physics. Like, whenever they move, like, you'd see, like, gentle swaying back and forth. Like, it but was, if you're wearing a good enough bra, that stuff doesn't happen. Well, there were aliens, so... And one of them was, like, the like a sex cyborg, <laughs> like a robot prostitute character. Well, like I said, she's running around in the jungle looking for artifacts, and all I could think was, Dan, put on a sports bra before you hurt yourself. Well, did you ever re- re-watch um, Star Wars New Hope? Cause, uh, oh, I know. I think the same thing when she's running around in the white robe. I almost gave herself two black eyes. Like I said, and she, I think she was talking about, like, they had to, like, tape her in or something like that. For And she was, like, 19 when that yep. was... It'd be, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull off uh, her as, as Leia now, because, you know, she was such a sex symbol. Well, from according to Pat Return Oswald, it won't be a problem since she's going to be hooking up with Lando Calrissian now. <laughs> took my ship down, took your woman. Um, Just, you know, whenever I have a bad day or get particularly upset, I will still go back and watch the Patton Oswalt filibuster where he's pitching the new Star Wars. My, and it makes me laugh every time. My only thing is that he was such a nerd about it, but he forgot to mention that they've already established that the Infinity Gauntlet, the uh, yeah, Infinity Gauntlet has already been established in Marvel con- uh, Cinematic Continuity because it's in Odin's, um, like, wep- uh, uh, weapon. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, armory, that, that drawer in your house where you keep all of your knives. Where you keep all your armor. Um, <laughs> you keep all your arms. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and actually an armory is where they uh, they make arms. What, like the prosthetic kind? No. They, never mind. I, um, know, I know what you meant. Stocking shelves. Um, <laughs> call back now. Um, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so I got nothing after Armory. Um, uh, but Thor 2 looks great. I still need to watch first Thor. Well, there, well, I mean, Loki's a pretty established supervillain. Yes. I mean, and, and in obviously, North Mythology is a bad guy as well. Um, but they're using, it's, uh, oh God, who is it? It's, uh, it's one of the, he's one of the doctors. It's one of my favorite doctors, and I'm blanking on the name. David Tennant? No. What? No. Uh, the doctor before David Tennant, though. He was on Heroes, uh, not David Tennant. Um, uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Um, the first new Doctor. Well, I should say modern Doctor. Yeah, he's the, yeah, yeah. From the from I think the late nineties. No. Um, I, was, I was gonna say I believe it was the mid two thousands when they finally started doing it again. With Chris Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and Rose, who nobody liked. 
She, yeah, yeah. It's companion. It's and Captain Jack, yeah! Well, that was David Tennant. I know, but I love Captain Jack so much. Oh, you're going to love watching Arrow. John Bowerman comes it, it's in yeah. it, and he plays... It, he, I, okay, now I'm going to say this in context, but how, while we're in it so people can hear it, how do we feel about spoiler alerts? Should, I mean, I don't... The, the the first season of Arrow just ended. Well, here's my thing. And I don't want to spoil frankly, it for anyone. Spoilers don't bother me a bit because, you know, I'm very good at putting myself in the moment and enjoying something. I know, they even bother if me. I know information about it. So I guess you need to think about wh- how you would feel in this situation. I'm fine with it. Talk about whatever's going on. But if it would what? bother you, then don't do it. Okay, well then, um, write, down, um, write down Thor 2 Villain. So we can come back to that because I'm sure there are a bunch Thor of nerds wondering when we're going to wrap that up. Say, Thor 2 villain on the whiteboard. Yeah. Um, go to the whiteboard. What Family feud, this motherfucker. Um, Survey says Thor 2 villain. Thor 2. Oh, I could think of more well known ones. Um, but, uh. Shit, people no. survey. Top uh, 5 on the board. Top 5 Thor villains. Ulick. Um. <laughs> would have been awesome. Oh, man, if he cameos, I'll be thrilled. Okay, um, anyways, either talk about Arrow or get back to Thor 2. So, uh, yeah, no, but in, in uh, you like John Barham, and he plays um, Tommy Merlin's dad, Malcolm Merlin, and if you're a nerd, you actually don't have to necessarily have to spoil it, because uh, if you're a comic nerd and you've read DC Comics, or Green Arrow specifically, that last name means something to you where you're like, oh, shit's gonna so get real. So they're building towards something later. No, it gets played out the first season. Oh, okay. Um, you can't have a guy... You, you can't have a character's last name Merlin in DC and not... Touch on it. Yeah, and not... And it's not like, like I said, it's not like an Easter an Easter egg. It's not like a little egg. Or a casual mention of something. It's, yeah, it's not just a, oh, like, let's mention Bloodhaven. Or uh, Brian Gosh. Markov, or yeah, like going being you know being back in in, in Keystone City like in a, in a flash. Um, it's Merlin's a big deal in in Green Arrow mythology. So well, um, the only reason I'm not up hold on, on that's Arrow, a great segue. Damn it! Okay, go. Well, like I said, the only reason I'm not up on Arrow is because we're working on getting my computer replaced, so I haven't been able to watch anything. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'll, get, I'll why, get you Arrow. Like I said, hence why you and I are going to watch Arrow and you're going to nerd out at me and point oh, out Oh, I'm going to... Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, the guy, his bodyguard's name is Diggle, and that's a reference to Andy Diggle, the guy who wrote um, Green Arrow Year One. Diggle sounds like a hobbit. Diggle sounds like a cute name for a penis. Why? Why would you say that? I make a hobbit joke and that's where you go? Uh, can we hybrid it into like a small furry no. dick joke? Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. No? No. Mm-hmm. no. Whatever your Separate. segue was, go Separate. for it or talk about the Thor 2 villain. Uh, yeah, well, and that's what I was going to say. From Green, I said Green Arrow mythology. Perfect segue into mythology. Thor, great. Um, so what is the full name of Thor 2? Uh, th- uh, into Darkness. No. Alu. Alu. Um. <laughs> no, that's Star Trek. It's Into Darkness. Thor 2 Asgard Alu. Um. <laughs> No, uh, Thor 2 is, uh, if it's another dark, it's, uh, the dark world. Alu. Alu. And, um... The dark worldening? The dark worldening. The Thorening. Um, 
But, uh, no, the villain's gonna be Curse. Really? Yeah, I like it. You'll really like you know who that is. No one, even I don't quite know who Curse is. That's a big idea. But he's, yeah, he's kind of a mythological baddie from, like, uh, yeah, like a dark world. So, but it's like, it's such an obscure villain where I'm like... Are you sure it's not Cruz? No, I'm pretty sure it's Curse. Well, I read a series of books, and there's a a mention in there of a... It's Cruz, and he's, he's... supposed to be one of the dark fae. No, I'm pretty sure it's curse. No, it's fine. It could be completely unrelated. It was just a thought. But it's spelled with a K. Oh, no, the one I was reading was spelled with a C. Okay. No, 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 yeah, this is curse with a K. Um, and he looks like a badass version of, uh, well, I mean, the guy in Hellboy 2 was a badass, I guess, the, the, the villain. Um, the, the, like, kind of the elven fae. Oh, the one who looks kind of like Sephiroth? Like from Final Fantasy yeah. 7? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was a pretty, he was badass in the Hellboy oh, no. universe. No, but he was he totally was... badass in the Hellboy universe. It's just one of those things where the entire thing looked like it had kind of been styled by a cross between Final Fantasy VII Sephiroth and a Cradle of Filth video. Yeah. Don't Steam, get me wrong. I really Steam, enjoyed steampunk, it. Steampunk magic. Like I said, don't get me wrong. Very Final Fantasy VII. I really VII. enjoyed it, especially um, when they're getting trashed on Takati and singing "Can't Smile" without you. But still. Oh my, yeah, that's what everyone kept going, oh, the Barry Manilow scene. I liked Hellboy too. I, I know. Did I, I had my issues with it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't as good as the first one, I don't think. Um, and I frankly pretty much love Ron Perlman in almost anything he does. He plays Nipplehead in Blade 2. Um, <laughs> yes, but he also played the expert sniper in Enemy at the Gates, and he was awesome. City Lost Children. I'm gonna go there. And I mean, I, you know how much I love Sons of Anarchy. Loves. I haven't seen it. Well, unfortunately, my season one is lent out to Pedro, so. Um, I had all I had all four seasons on a queue, and then um, went through the breakup and went well. Fuck that. Um, like deletes, like spite deleted them. I know, but look, look, look how far behind I am on the movies I've got to watch. I I finally got to Argo. I'm in the middle of Django. I've got to watch The Master and Party Animals. And I got that, um... Party Monster. Party Monster. What did I say? Party Animals? Yeah. Um... Is that, like, somewhere between Party Monster and Animal House? Because that would be fucked up. Uh, I was gonna say Animal Farm. Ooh, that'd be even worse. It's just the pigs getting drunk all day. And pulling pranks on the farmer. Well, you know what, Doug? I told you that I need to get a bigger whiteboard so I can make a list of things that I need to read and watch and be up on. I would be remiss if I did not interrupt you to say, we're gonna need a bigger whiteboard. Just leave Jaws alone. Damn it. No, no, we're not calling back. Damn it. Call back mountain. Call back mountain. Call back mountain. That's one of the few things that I actually miss about bartending is that there's a few phrases I used to get to say all the time that I don't get to say anymore. One of which being, you want a little bit of Coke back mountain with that. That's a good one. And the other one being, I can't put a shamrock on it, but I can put a mushroom stamp on there for you. Uh, one of the things I miss, I worked at this coffee shop where um, people would go, where's the restroom? And I kept going, in my best Kevin Costner, back and to the left. Back and to the left. And they would look at me like, are you doing, like, Seinfeld or JFK? And I'm like, yep, back and to the left. I hated that bathroom, by the way. What bathroom? They had a single. Oh, this was at Inc. Oh, Okay. Which was a coffee shop that had a bathroom that made you want to eat sushi. 
It was the bath. It could have been a bathroom in any sushi restaurant. Okay, it was just heavy like there were like rocks in the sink. Everything was kind of marble. Like, I mean, it was a coffee shop in Cherry Creek. I mean, a rich a part of town. It's not weird to have. Uh, that's fine. Now I want sushi, but I mean, that's fine. I miss sushi. Um, I miss sushi. Yeah, I haven't had sushi in a while. I haven't had sushi since my birthday last year. Well, it's an expensive food to eat, but... Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what I should do on Monday with Michael. You have uh, sushi? Oh, I'm sorry. non separator. Nobody needs to know that. Fair enough. So, um, have you actually been reading anything lately or no? Well, I finished uh, Let's Pretend This Never Happened, and then... Uh, I got about, I started it, and then I've, I've gotten back into reading um, Chuck Palahniuk's Damned. Oh, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah which was his probably worst-reviewed book. It's, it's all right. It's, it, I'm a little itchy about the language in it. Um, it seems very elementary and pedestrian, and it seems very shock for shock's sake. Um, I, I like the concept of the Breakfast Club in Hell. I know, but that shock for sock's sake is something that's always bothered me when it comes to books, or especially, like, I've had to sit through far too many, like, stand-ups or open-mic comedy when the comedians don't realize that shock for shock's sake isn't funny. Where, yeah, the punchline says, rape pussy, and you're like, okay. You're like, what? No. I, I, no. Yeah, I, well, in this... And this one, usually with Polnick, I've read every one of his books, and I'm pretty good at finding the hidden gun pretty quick. And this one, I've kind of got an idea on, but if, if it's what I'm thinking, then it's a little lame. I will admit, I have not read any of his books since Snuff, more out of an accident than anything else, but when I finished reading Snuff, I threw that damn book across the room against a wall, because it made me so angry, because I knew what was happening right away. There was no surprise in there for me. Really? You pegged who the... Oh, yeah. Easy. Like, who the kid was right off the bat? Yeah. I think I figured it out, like, a third through and was like, okay. Which is actually funny, because I don't know if it was just the the point in my life I was in, but that was a period where a bunch of authors that I liked had come out with books, and almost every single one of them pissed me off and ended up getting thrown. Oddly enough, the Harry Dresden book that came out around then totally pissed me off, and I threw it across the room. And I don't know if Jim Butcher planned this... Or if he went back and realized his mistakes, but he totally corrected it, like, three books later, I'm like, you magnificent bastard. Do you read the, um, my ex read the Anita Blake's books. I have not read the last three, simply because she peaked and is now on the downside. That's what I was about to say, is, uh, she would tell me about them, and well, I would go, I that been, sounds horrible. No, because I've been rereading the earlier parts of the series. When I, I rearranged my bookshelf recently, I realized I had all of these in the first part of the series, and I'm like, I haven't read these in a while, I should go back and reread them. And it's exactly how I remember it. The first book was interesting, but not particularly well-written or good. And as the series went on, the books got great. And then she peaked, and now it's fucking terrible. Well, it, she what? has absolutely no resolve. She just keeps adding more characters for the main character to have sex with. And, and then she so much of the book ends up being stupid conversations without action, which is one of the things that were so good about her books to begin with, is that they were about action. And she's completely stopped pursuing all of the political and legal ramifications of making the of making vampire citizens, which was something that was interesting about the first half of the books, is there were a lot of legal and political ramifications that they were trying to figure out. Do you watch True Blood? Not for the last few seasons, but that's more time poverty than anything else. Okay. 
But I also read the True Blood books, that Suki Sackhouse series, also they, known as the get, Southern Vampire series. Do they get into like undead Americans and all that? Yeah. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I was going to say they actually do have a lot of discussions of stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is something I always found fascinating: is what the legal and political ramifications of having something like that happen. Because I mean, in my head, it's kind of another form of xenophobia, but it's also a more complicated question. Well, I always thought it was very interesting because you had what was considered, and I don't. I don't, I don't know how deep they got to, into this in the books, but I got into a conversation with someone, and they went, yeah, I said, it's really fun that they, they do, like, the whole, like, equal rights for vampires. And I said, yeah, it's totally, like, a, a minority thing. And I said, what was really interesting is whenever you have a minority asking for privileges, it's because they're underprivileged. Whereas vampires are, quote-unquote, like, higher on the food chain than us. They're kind of the apex predator socially, um, and I guess biologically to some extent. So you think they're almost overly privileged? No, but I thought it was very interesting because whenever you have women or um, ethnic minorities, it's, or religious minorities, they're on the kind of the bottom of the power differential, mm-hmm. whereas vampires are above humans in a lot of respects in um, the power differential. Yeah. But they're the minority. Like, it, it was very interesting to see, like, a, 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 a literally empowered minority. You know what's interesting about that? So I'm like, they, they could just take over. I mean, I, fuck I it. I don't remember what season it was. It was one of the first few seasons where they had the vampire queen with tax problems, which I thought was hilarious. Because she was... That doesn't get touched on in the, in the, in the show. Yes, it does. The queen? The one that was played by what's her name? That's The redhead? Sophie? Was that the one that was Rachel Lee? No, um... I want to say Rachel Lee Cook, that's not right. You mean Evan Rachel Wood? Yeah. Yes. Isn't she married to Marilyn Manson? No, she married a different director and is now expecting her first child. I thought she did to Marilyn Manson. She did, though. however, she got rid of him. However, no, like I said... Oh, she he married sh- the, the, the Dominatrix model. They're divorced now. He's not seeing anyone. Oh. Anyways, like I said, it's she's she's the vampire queen, but she's, now that the, the vampires have been declared alive and are, you know, citizens... The IRS is into her for so much money. Oh, that's funny. And so she's trying to get Eric and Bill to sell the vampire blood, the V, to pay off her tax problems because she's broke. That's funny that you'd think you wouldn't have to pay taxes because you're dead, and if you're declared alive, like, retroactively declared alive, you'd owe back. That's one of the things I always found fascinating. Like I said, the legal and political ramifications of something like that. And the problem with the Anita Blake books I had is that's something that they touched on a lot, and they actually had a really interesting character, whose name I can't think of, who is described as the Billy Graham of the undead, where he was basically a vampire evangelist preacher that was gathering his flock. Oh, that ends up in True Blood. But this was in the Anita Blake series. I know, I'm just saying. I was going to say, but it's just one of those things where her books went farther on. It stopped being about interesting things like that, and just ended up, this character ending up having sex with everyone, and well, she ended up with a very, like, from what I'm together, a very, like, Mary Sue type of thing where she suddenly has, like, a lot of power. She has a lot powers. of power. She ended up having a lot of power, although that was always teased for the entire series. But it's just, like, you end up with this character who, in the beginning, is a very... She was supposed to be she prude. Was, like, she, she wasn't... She was. She'd only, she'd only been with one guy once, and it hadn't worked out. And I think it was almost, like, the first six or seven books before she even has sex with two of the male lead characters. But then it's a down... Well, one of the two Downhill slope from what I'm together. So bad. So bad. And it was really weird, because I told you I was at that dollar store that was clothing, closing last week, and they had some of the hardbacks there for sale for really cheap, and even at the 40% off dollar store closing, I couldn't bring myself to pay for the books. Huh. Which, by the way... 
dollar store closing, awesome and incredibly depressing at the same time. Because you're shopping there? No, because it's just so picked over and nasty, and we were all the way down in kind of a, a, a much poorer part of town because we went to this awesome soul food restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really depressing. Hmm. I went and had my chicken and waffles. It was good. Chicken and waffles. Roscoe's? No, no. We went to this place called Flava that's all the way down Colfax near um, Buckley. Mm. But um, Oh, wow. Yeah, all the way down there. Um, I was going to say, and uh, actually really good shrimp and grits, too. I don't like shrimp. I do not much care for it either, but their grits were fantastic. You ever think about, uh, whenever you hear grits, you ever just think about my cousin Benny? I do, actually. Yeah. How long does it take to make grits? How long does it... Instant? No self-respecting Southern, it is instant, instant grits. grits. Yeah. Let the, let the... What was it? Let the record show he's holding up three fingers. Judge, come on. <laughs> I can either wear the leather jacket that you hate. Or I could wear this because the whole shop is out with the flu. Isn't that where he's what wearing the mariachi? <laughs> he's outfit? wearing like the seventies ruffled tuxedo. I thought it was prom. a mariachi outfit. No, no, oh. it was like one of those big ruffled seventies prom tuxedos. Yeah, because he, he needed to wear something. Because he goes like, "What the jacket? hell are you wearing? Are you trying to make a mockery in my court?" Said you know, the dad from the Munsters, um, or a car fifty four, depending on how uh, how much Nick at Night you watched. Not a lot. I didn't have cable as a kid. Uh, all I did was watch Nick at Night. Um, that's why I read so much, is because I didn't have cable or video games. I had, well, I mean, I had both, and I'd still, well, I mean, I watched a lot of TV in terms of uh, the electric babysitter, absolutely, but... No, um, I was going to say, I well, one, I had chores to do, and two, I had so many so many siblings. So why did you have so many chores if you had so many siblings? Because we, well, there are five of us, which means there's a lot to do anyways. Oh, that's true. And also... The house that I grew up in had this giant backyard because it was on a weird corner of the street. So the yard in the front was like pretty small, and the yard in the back was enormous. Oh, so there was a lot of actual physical yard work to do. And don't get me wrong; I didn't mind any of it. My parents were both working parents, so that's right. We touched on that. You had a work ethic, young. Um, well, at this point, we've hit the fifty-minute mark, so I think it's time for. Social contract. Social contract asshole. And I think it is your turn this time. It is my turn. However, I have to tell you, I've had a horrible backlash with social contract asshole. Because it seems like every time I mention something, then that happens to me constantly for like the next two weeks afterwards. You almost become hyper aware of it. No, it just happened to me a lot. I have had more late orders and more idiots screaming at me on the street. I, and I've even added another piece to the incognito. I now wear the baseball cap, the sunglasses, and the headphones. Wow, you go like full on uh, dodge the Pavarotti. Well, it's more. Pavarotti the Paparazzi. I was going to say it's You're more dodging tenors. <laughs> be kind of awesome. That would be. If you're like your whole, like, you're like, what are you doing? I'm hiding from one of the three tenors. That would be fantastic. I would love that. No, it's more to keep my scalp from getting sunburnt. But yes, I have added the baseball cap. That's, that's something you've never thought of, and I want to say this. It's really funny is when I go in between, I go kind of long between haircuts. Um, Do you get I, hilarious tan lines? I get hilarious tan lines when you can tell that when I, when I freshly shave my head, you're like, well, you obviously didn't have a, you know, haircut for a couple months because... You got a little tan. I've got, yeah, like, I've got, like, tan lines on the top of my head, like a fucking crop circle. It's ridiculous. They're trying to tell us something, Doug. Through my head. Oh, and by the way, we had touched on this last week where... Uh, outdated technology in movies and we talked about I think Jurassic Park and yes. sneakers 
Um, I just want to say, for that matter. and oh, I'm sure. Still enjoyable though. Still ha- enjoyable. Hacking things in GUI, but um, and uh, with their QWERTY keyboards, uh, and they're not smartphones. They're dumb phones. Or do no, they they're even, pagers. They had pagers. They, well, they had pagers. And uh, well, who the bad guy in that was one of the good guys in um, uh, it was what is it? Fisher Stevens is the bad guy in Hackers. But he's like one of the like super tech guys in um, uh, Short Circuit. Oh, Short <laughs> Circuit! Oh, rewatch that. It's so racist. It's so racist. Like Star Wars racist? I'm sorry. Like new Star Wars racist? Oh no! Well, it's that it's Fisher Stevens doing the Indian like tech That's support. That's right. He, he does. Is he, an Indian, yeah, he that? does. I like totally he, it's he like was... Slumdog Blackface. It's fucking. Okay, honey, that actually has a term. It's called brown face. Is it brown face? Well, there are different shades of... Well, no, it was going to say, if you do that, or you put on, like, Mitt Romney, the self-tanner, before you go to the Mexican... I was going to say the Mexican heritage thing. It's called putting on brown face. Yeah, he... Yeah, rewatch the first short circuit. It's... Well, even this... And the second one's just silly, but, um... I loved those when I was a kid, because it was always, you know, the Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah, it was always like Short Circuit or or Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, FBI, if you remember me talking about that one. Yeah. Uh, One of them was uh, Clash of the Titans I watched a lot on Sundays. Uh, The cherished memory of of watching Clash of the Titans. Release the Kraken. Which, by the way, uh, I want to say on record, uh, rest in peace, uh, Ray Harry Hewson. Hugely influential in terms of my imagination and... um, I'm I'm sorry that you had to live through the remake of Clash of the Titans and Rash, Rash, Rash. Wrath of the Titans. Rash of the Titans. Rash, the, which I, I guess I should just call it that from here on out, because that movie gives me a goddamn rash. Okay, uh, so we're going to circle back around Speaking the of things that irritate the living hell out of me. Social contract, Social asshole. contract, asshole. Um, being in public places and listening to music on your cell phone uh, without, without headphones. headphones. I don't want to hear what you have to listen to. And invariably, it's always um, rap music or cheddar. Um, and if you don't know what cheddar is, Google it. Um, but it's like, I appreciate that you're just trying to kill time or you're a music appreciation person. Really? I think it's kind you're of. You're an aficionado. I think it's arrogance that. Your taste it's must just be so annoying. Awesome I mean, that everybody I, else wants to listen to what you want to listen to. It's just, uh, and, and it's irritating because I know if I was a, the bus driver, like, I, it's one of those where I'm like, you know, I'd say something, but no one else is saying anything. And yes, I know I'm, in, I'd be in that position of authority to be like, hey, it's a public setting. You know what this is? This is Star Trek: The Voyage Home when Kirk and Spock are on the bus. Fu- exactly. With fucking the exactly. Yes. Yes. And That's all I exactly want to do is it's just nerve pinch motherfuckers. Just it's Spock had the right idea. Wait, were they punks in that or? They yeah they were like your classic um, what Hollywood thinks punks like were like in punks the 80s. were in the eighties yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's Star Trek Voyage Home. You gotta go get the whales, but to do that, you gotta sit next to some douche on the bus with a boombox. Such a bad movie. I should watch that a lot as a kid, but I, I did too, and I never realized how bad it was. I'm sorry, I always liked the whale songs. I thought it was kind of awesome. But like the, the, and the they're mom communicating from Heaven. and the I don't. She was the female lead in that. Was she the yeah? I just liked that. It no matter where he went, Kirk could always find sluts. It was just like. 
I'm going to this barren rock planet. Fuck a Gorn woman. Like, I'm on a spa- another different spaceship. I'm gonna fuck this green bitch. I think it's pheromones. Like, and then Kirk goes to the past and goes, well, I found the probably what... Like, what was the pitch on that? Was Kirk finds slutty marine biologist? Yeah. Like, wh- what? You know? And she was wearing the awesome, like, I'm sure at one point, like, she's wearing the, like, Marty McFly, Back to the Future, life vest vest. Like... You know what, actually, the two things that I loved in that movie was Scotty trying to find the glass for the tank and having to show this guy how to make it. And when poor, I was going to say, poor Chekhov gets oh caught by God. the U.S. government and they comes for the nuclear vessels. He comes for the nuclear vessels. You know, I do like that they, they kept that, that affectation in the new Star Treks. That they were like, we could get rid of it because it does seem eerily racist. Well, also just a call back to the Cold War. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but they were like, no, you know what? That's a fun nod to... check off. Come on. Um, you know... But I mean, yeah. So, um, but yeah, totally. It, it's like that scene in 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 Star Trek where, with the loud music, and it's just fuck. It's a fucking annoying. And I've got my headphones on, and I can hear your music over it. It it's just like I, if I want to listen to your music, I take my headphones off and I'd listen to it. I think it's one of those things where I see it as trying to be as self-contained as possible in that scenario. Where I'm over it's, here in my space, and you can no, be over here just, in your space, and we can just, share it. It's just inconsiderate We're gonna be and rude. And you know what? A lot of it is, 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 is are, are like high school kids who Arrogance just... ignorance. Yeah, and it's like, look, no. Put your headphones in, or it's you're, you're on a bus, or you're in a, a waiting room, or, you know, and I've seen grown adults in waiting rooms where they're playing on their phone, which is fine, because what else are you going to do in a waiting room nowadays? You're going to dick around on your phone and play Angry Birds. Great. But you know what? I don't want to fucking hear, yeah, the sound effects of it. But, like, that's just rude. It's just fucking rude. Well. I don't care if you turn your phone off, but turn it down. Or put it on silent. I'm sorry. That's what I do. Social contract, asshole. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our super villain friend of the show. Hello. Well, we have some listener questions for you if you'd like to answer them. I'd be happy to answer some questions for you. Question of Chicago asks, what kind of paint would you recommend? When painting, you want to use a semi-gloss in most rooms and a latex or vinyl base paint in the bathroom, as mold would be a reckoning to your health. Also, darkness is not your friend. You'd want to use a lighter palette for accent walls. And no one cared about the mask, but they should. You don't want to inhale any kind of toxic fumes. And ultimately, the paint is not what's important. Your plan is what's important. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!